for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. You're listening to Mind Medicine. Mind Medicine. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Welcome, everybody. Great to be with you to the Mind Medicine program. I'm Charles Cobes, as you can see on your screen. For those who are watching, for those who are not yet watching but listening, welcome to you. I am your host, and I'm Australasia's passion provocateur. It's 7 p.m. in Melbourne, where I am. My host, uh, so my guest today is Barry Green from WA Western Australia Tourist Radio. For him, it's 4 p.m. on the Gold Coast, the home of TNT Radio at 6 p.m. in LA. It's midnight on Saturday and in the UK, 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Welcome. Great to have you. In this show, we talk about how mind matters and how to keep your mind in great shape. Ideas to provoke new ways of thinking about your life and life generally. Insights into mental health issues and health issues of all description. Because if you've got any part, if you've got a physical problem, mentally it impacts you on as well. So my definition of health is based on the Hungarian word for health, which means wholeness, being whole. My definition of health, therefore, is that health is the unique optimal balance for you of mental, physical, and spiritual elements. And I hope regular viewers and listeners on TNT Radio, when they when you come to this show, it, I'm a constant reminder to you to look after your mind, your body, and your spirit. We bring you this show in association with Mind Medicine Australia, founded by Tanya de Jong, my, my guest last week, and Peter Hunt. They founded it almost six years ago. It's a six-year anniversary and they've worked to successfully, as a world first, to legalize psilocybin and MDMA, two psychedelic drugs, for mental health benefits. And the website is mindmedicineaustralia.org.au. It's a great achievement. You can now get these psychedelic drugs that create amazing results, need to be prescribed by psychiatrists. I must say that I heard during the week that the mental health crisis is so great in Australia that it, the waiting list to see a psychiatrist is 18 months. So there's clearly a major problem afoot, and we all have to do something about that. But these psychedelic drugs do wondrous things. Check out the website, and there are world best courses available on how to properly use these drugs. We also talk about its passion because I'm Australasia's passion provocateur. And my promise to you is that your passion impacts on your mental health. So when you are passionately pursuing what you pa are passionate about, your mental health problems reduce. So if you are struggling, my number one tip for you is to do the work to discover what your passion is. And it's not going to fall out of the sky, just like your ability to run a marathon is not just going to happen on you. You need to do the work. This program is designed to inspire you to do the work so that you go, I'm, I've discovered what my passion is. It's worth doing. And it might take you three months, six months. It might take you a year. And while you are doing that, you are working towards a purpose. So it will immediately make you better because your life starts to make sense. Now, as I said, Barry Green, I'll be introducing him shortly. What's happening in the world? Well, Sunday, we're midway through the Australian Tennis Open. And I confess that I'm a fan of Novak Djokovic. I've met him on a couple of occasions personally. I've got 
treasured photos with him, and I admire, like many people do, his courage in standing for his principles and not taking the COVID jabs, the COVID bioweapons. And isn't it ironic that Mike Dixon, a UK tennis reporter, 59 years of age, came to the Australian Open to report he was critical of Novak. Go and get the jab, Novak. And Mike obviously got the jab, and he died suddenly on Wednesday this week. And you have a look at the people around you who are dying suddenly. Ask the question. I ask the question now. If someone dies unexpectedly, I ask the question, Were was that person jabbed? We have to ask that question because the Senate in Australia doesn't even want to explore that question of the excess deaths in this country. I'm on a mission, as you know, regular viewers and listeners, to track Dick Dan. That's former Premier Daniel Andrews. I call him Dick Dan. He's a dictator. And I want all of the premiers who presided over the stealing, the taking away unlawfully of Australia's freedoms during lockdowns to be pursued for us to monitor, to track Dick Dan, to track Mark McGowan in the West. These guys did great harm to this country, as did Scott Morrison, as did the Liberal government, as did Labor governments all around. We have to hold them to account for the harm that they have caused. And so tracking these people so they don't slither off into the background and then continue to get their retirement benefits, living off your work, living off your taxes. Now, what that requires is whistleblowers. I urge you, if you have useful information, if you have a particular email that shows that Daniel Andrews or Mark McGowan or some other premier knew something that they denied publicly that they didn't, they've committed perjury. And when these premiers, these ex-premiers commit a crime in office and they're convicted of it, guess what happens? They're not entitled to their retirement benefits for the rest of their lives. And so whatever information you can dig out as a whistleblower, if you want me to be the conduit, I'm happy to do that. There's a very exciting, two very exciting speeches I want to bring to your attention by Javier Millet in Davos. He was absolutely rubbishing the whole socialist tendency. And I've got a, I've got the Australian newspaper here from Friday reporting. It was a wonderful, wonderful report. His speech, well worth watching. It's available, as was Kevin Roberts' speech to Davos. He's the chairman of the Heritage Foundation in the US. And Javier Millet, the new president of Argentina, he says, I'm here today to tell you that the West is in danger. And this will also reply, apply to what, what we're going to talk about with Barry. The West is in danger, not just Western Australia, Barry. It is in danger because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. We came to warn about the risks of socialism, which is the machine to impoverish and kill people. Very powerful. Kevin Roberts of the Heritage Foundation, he said Davos is a threat to liberty. He said the World Economic Forum is a relentless attack on democracy, as is almost every policy of Joe Biden, attacking 
democracy. It was a wonderful, wonderful speech. Now, the other thing I wanted to bring to your attention as I'm about to introduce Barry is another big article in the Australian by Robert Gottliebson on the 17th of January this year. So that was just four days ago. And Barry is from the from Western Australia. He's not a farmer, but the headline was Farmer's Fury Unleashed. And Robert Gottliebson brilliantly went through new laws proposed by the Albanese government pushed by trade unions that will have a huge impact on small business, on all farmers. And and he make, he makes the comment, he says, he says it's uh, Senators David, um, Senators Jackie Lambie and David Pocock who could enable this legislation to come through. This legislation is a disaster for small business. It's a disaster for the businesses that Barry Green in Western Australia is trying to help. I run a small business. This is outrageous legislation. And let me say this with the last couple of paragraphs of Gott Leibson's article or the article that reported. So no, he wrote it. One of the problems of the Australian parliamentary system is that very few politicians experience mortgage stress and almost none have understood the pressures on family businesses. Politicians and those that work for government and large enterprises have no concept of the culture required to start the day checking the money in the bank. And that's absolutely true. These politicians live in this wonderland where taxpayers give them all this money. Oh, yeah, the money just pours in. You know, we just spend it. Daniel Andrews, Victorian government led by former, led by Daniel Andrews, blow the money left, right, and centre. It doesn't matter. The taxpayers will keep paying. Well, they will keep paying if we don't stand up and push back against it. So last couple of points. Remember, the science is never settled. Remember that no vaccines in human history have ever been properly tested. Understand that. No vaccines have ever been properly tested on any gold standard. Spread the TNT message. This is the Mind Medicine Program. Choose to be happy while we're facing the challenges that we certainly face, but you can be happy while you are facing those challenges. It's facing challenges that give you a purpose. You can be happy in the midst of these problems. My contact by email is charles at covest.com. Get in touch. Any thoughts that you have, please send them. My Charles Covest show is up to episode 184 released today. I talk about whistleblowers. Now, Barry Green, my guest. Barry Green, long, long bio. He finished his tertiary education in the mid-70s. He's been in the Cocos Island working there. He was involved with radio stations owned by Kerry Stokes. He's bought a baronia farm. 1990, he did a permaculture course. In the early 2000s, he met the wonderful Peter Andrews, who's a man who understands the Australian landscape deeply, and I'm working with Peter Andrews on his wonderful insights into our landscape. In 2001, Barry Green purchased Western Tourist Radio, a low-power, open, narrowcast license. And he has he has been doing community radio for 23 years. What we need to do is to make sure he can make enough money out of it because community radio is going to explain to us 
how good community radio is. Barry has gone through his own dramas of black dog disease, commonly known as depression, and and I'll, I'm going to explore with Barry his experience of depression and what and what his what insights he can share about those tough times. Excuse me, he's learned about regenerative agriculture from Charles Massey, famous Charles Massey, and we're also going to talk about today about regenerative agriculture, the quality of food, and how that impacts on your health. And it's a whole supply chain. We need to understand that, and we need to demand wholesome food. All right, there's lots of other things I could say about Barry. He promotes tourism. He promotes community. Barry Green, welcome to the Mind Medicine Program. G'day, Charles. Thanks for the invitation. Great to have you here now. I'm really intrigued, the number one point on community radio. Tell me your vision for, for why you've done 23 years of community radio and and your proposition that community radio can powerfully build local communities. Because when I see what's happening to the terrorism that's imposed on farmers in Australia, we need to build local communities. So give us you know, a few minutes on your vision of what's possible and why you've been doing this for 23 years. Well, I guess uh, we, we do have a small farm. We bought it in uh, 1988, and at that stage we envisaged developing it to an, 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 an income. Uh, the The system doesn't want us to do that. We're still on the farm. I'm still optimistic that time the small farms will come back. As far as the radio goes, uh, Western Tourist Radio is our private company. We've got tourist radio stations in Perth and the southwest. Uh, they're low power stations. They have a limited range, and that's made it a bit hard to sell. Eighty-seven uh, point six. All of our stations. Uh, a large proportion of the eighty-seven point six low Alpine license has been acquired by Christian broadcasters. So I say, if you listen to eighty-seven point six, you'll either get God or me. But uh, without hanging on it too much, um, the Radio is a separate entity altogether. Um, community radio stations can only be owned and operated by community organisations. I was involved in the formation of Donnybrook Bailing Up Community Radio. Uh, started in 2011. A couple of people came to me uh, knowing of my involvement with the tourist radio and said, how do we get a community station together? So we put an ad in the local paper and we had a public meeting out of which was formed Donnybrook Bailing Up Community Radio. And uh, we broadcast in Donnybrook and Bailing Up. Uh, it actually gets into Bunbury and Bustling as well. It's uh, primarily music, but I we we say we, we are providing a voice for community and small business. So the, the community radio I see very much as a business community partnership. We rely on sponsorship from local businesses to pay our bills, the biggest bills, insurance and electricity. Um, what, for, nice for community, the, community radio insurance costs? Yeah. We pay about four thousand dollars a year. Wow! Uh, Why? What's, race, what's what's all... the what's the insurance risk for a community radio? Well, <laughs> well, there's the, the the business risk of the equipment, and there's you know if we say something naughty and all these other things and volunteer insurance and all these things, uh, so that's you know that's a significant cost. Um, but of course, our programs encourage our listeners to support local business. Uh, I do a weekly show on Wednesday called Talk of Our Shire, which is talks about local issues, talks to local people, and, uh, and that's generally sponsored by the Chamber of Commerce. And for the last two years, I've been having conversations with doctors and nurses about uh, what's going on around the vaccine mandates. And uh, I'm very proud of the conversations we've had. 
um, things that you haven't heard on on our ABC. And uh, all these conversations, uh, they're live they're on the radio. They're also streamed by the Community Radio Plus app. And uh, we post them all online afterwards. So they're actually developing into an ongoing oral history of, uh, of, of our community, but also of uh, other events. So um, as I say, this is different entities uh, on the dbcr.com.au. It's a community radio website. There's... Uh, links to these playlists and also on the tourist radio website touristradio.com.au i've created links to doctors and nurses with voices which is a playlist of those conversations i've had with doctors you know the whole thing in the new media we've got to get the traffic because if you've got the traffic then you've got an economic base and, and that's been the challenge and yes, i think well, it's really Barry, interesting that's 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 exactly right you know we've got to that's what tnt radio is as well and it's wonderful to speak to you about the challenges and dear dear listeners and viewers we need you to spread the word and that's how people choose you know if, if it's valuable i love tnt radio and there's all so many so much different media to choose from but that can be a benefit as well as a challenge now barry we're going to have to go to a commercial break you know the the exigencies of commercial breaks um and we'll be back after these messages with Barry Green, the Managing Director of Western Tourist Radio based in Western Australia. TNT's Kate Shamarani. I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally, 100% heal itself. If you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs. What do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just going to serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, chlorinated, bromine, water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs. Kate Shamarani on today's News Talk TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Welcome back to the Mind Medicine program. I'm Charles Coves. My guest is Barry Green in WA. And we just saw an ad for, for the Light newspaper. Well, I'm a big supporter of the Light Australia as is Barry. It's published in WA and Barry's radio station, Western Tourist Radio, has been a has been an advertiser. So the Light Australia, well worth getting. It's 50 cents a copy. You can you can buy big packages, hand them out to people. It's a wonderful, wonderful publication. 
Now, Barry, we're talking about community radio and the challenges of building an audience, but something that really triggered, really, really interested me because it, I found this as a professional speaker, as I've been for 30 years, is the power of stories. The Bible is full of stories. Give us your take on that because you have you made a comment in your resume about what you found to be the power of stories. Well, I've come, I did an interview with Gina Williams, the first Noongar language CD. I interviewed her in 2005. As part of that interview, I came to realise culture, corporate and ecological knowledge has been passed down through storytelling. And in our culture, been taken over by the advertised corporations. But this is important. And what Tourist Radio can do, the, the program is created out of the, the stories of local people. So I say it's providing a voice for community and small business. And uh, we talk about the Light Australia newspaper. Um, the, the power of the Light is that people are leaving it in cafes and people are picking it up and reading it. And, and people are, uh, you know, people who don't, people don't know what they don't know. And there's a being created to keep it that way. And the online content's great and it's democratised the media, but still a lot of it isn't reaching people who don't know what they don't know. And it sort of tends to be preaching to the converted, whereas Light Australia and I think community radio and tourist radio that keep their main focus as community and tourism, we can bring in other conversations uh, that people might have thought of, like uh, we've got a local doctor, Dr Neil Benson, who's uh, not doctoring anymore, but he's an interesting character. He's a bit like uh, Ian Brighthope in that he started off his career in agriculture and uh, biology before he became a medical doctor. And he came to realise you know, the connection between the two. And he's written a book called On the Origins of Diseases. And uh, I interviewed him on my community radio program uh, about his book and the, the, you know, the conclusions he'd drawn because he'd, he'd helped a lot of people with disease. He got into trouble with the regulators for that. But anyway, um, so, so and then we went on to talking about why he's not doctoring anymore. And so that program that was broadcast live on community radio is still on Donnybrook Community Radio. But uh, I've done another version of that that's also playing every five hours on the tourist radio in Bustleton. Oh, in Bunbury, actually. So, you know, this, this is the connection. And, and uh, Jerry Roberts, who writes for The Light Australia, he had a listen to it. And he bought the book and done a review. So the review of Neil Benson's book is coming out in the next, I believe, uh, is coming out in the next edition of The Light Australia, which is beginning of February. Something and to that's look forward a to. Barry, that's a beautiful example of, of bringing to someone's attention who doesn't know The Light Australia exists. You make a connection and then Neil's book will be reviewed in Light Australia. You will leave... Copies of the newspaper, everybody, I think that's a great idea. Get hundreds of copies, leave them in cafes because cafes are happy to have this material in there because Light Australia is in favour of small business. And and Barry's giving us a great example of spreading the message one mouth at a time. And so very interesting, I come from a life-saving background, Barry. I was president of the Lawn Surf Lifesaving Club where the famous lawn Peter pub swim happened last week and I, I was president in 1981 when we started and we used to do mouth to mouth for life for, for resuscitation what we need now 
is mouth to mouth awakening. So that's what that's what TNT does. It's mouth to mouth awakening. So let's get then to what Neil Benson with your farming activities. And so we've got the communities, communities, farmers are being attacked by the Albanese Labor government. This whole idea that only large corporations can make money. You made a you learned something in permaculture, which we'll get to in a moment, but I, I want I want to talk your perspective from all that you've learned about good agriculture leading to good food leading to good health and what Neil Benson is talking about on the origin of diseases. Oh, that gets back to the thing and Charlie Massey such a was an inspiration to me. Um and it was interesting the Minister of Agriculture in Western Australia brought Charlie to Western Australia and was talking to the Agriculture Department because, it, you know, what's happened in agriculture is pretty much the same as what's happened in medicine. Search has all been done by the corporations selling stuff to farmers. and uh, But there's not quite the level of control over agriculture that there has been over the sickness industry. And what's really exciting in the region at the moment is the internet's providing the connectivity allowing innovative farmers to work with independent scientists. And this is a change. And what, what Charlie points out, and what I Charlie's book, is that he was talking about innovative farmers all over Australia and Alan Savory, who's a, a global leader, thought leader. The, the, the permaculture diversity, that applies in, logically. You know, you've got a diverse ecosystem. It, it's got stability. It applies economically. The more diversity you've got in an in a ecosystem, the more stable it is. So I see we've got competing ideology between economies, stability through diversity. And the banks have concentrated on the economies of scale, which has destroyed many country communities, quantities of food-like material, Processed foods, we shouldn't be eating this crap. You know, relationship to the the, the biome doesn't recognise it as food, and you know we've got this obesity back to the eighties and nineties. Remember the Norm campaign because at that stage Australians were twenty percent overweight, and the Australian government thought this is a problem to our future because if we're all overweight, it's going to cost us heaps. So they came up with the Norm campaign to encourage people. Now we're 60 weight, we're told, and it's driven primarily by the processed food sold by the corporations. We've got to get back to eating food grown the recognize and grown methods that that uh, which it, the, that produce through. Hang on, hang um, on, Barry. We've got, we got a technical problem. Can you just turn your video off, please, and keep talking? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, stop video. So uh, we've got to get back to producing food the way revolution, whichever you choose to believe in, intended it. At the moment, we're eating food the way the corporations have figured is going to make the best return for their shareholders. Uh, Houston, and we and, have a and not, not only that, Barry, but as I've often explored with Ian Brighthope and with other health professionals on this program, it serves the health, the, the big pharmaceutical companies to have us sick. So big corporations, food producers and big pharma are benefiting from that poor health. As long as we don't die, each one of us becomes a cash 
cow. Okay? Absolutely. Now, back in 2018, I did this thing to this Charles. I was introduced to an American nutritionist, Dr. Cena McCulloch, and that was through the the, the Savory Foundation. Alan Savory is a um, you know, thought leader in regenerative agriculture. Anyway, I did this video with uh, uh, Dr. Cena McCulloch, and she typed the, an Aussie's take on food propaganda. And, you know, my, my background's I'm a radio tech, and I know to fix a problem, you've got to address the cause. And, and so I look at the situation that we've got with this material, and one of the books I read that influenced the way I see the things was uh, Michael Pollan's The Omnivore's Dilemma. And he talked about how in the early 1900s, the likes of Kellogg's and that were, were uh, you know, figured they and the processes. I use the example of potato. Like a, a farmer grows a potato and he might sell your potatoes for, say, $100 a tonne. Then the corporations take those potatoes, they chop them up into slices, boil them in fat and put salt and sugar on them and tell them it's chips. Capacity to, you know, they make lots of money and they can brand it because they own the brand. A, a farmer doesn't own a potato as such, but they can they can advertise. And my argument is that it's this process that brought about this concept of branding because you could brand your, you know, what's it called, chips or your Kansas fried cat or whatever it is, yep. and, and then you could use television to put bomb the minds of the population, and, and that's what created these big franchises. Now, somebody sent me a video recently of Seth Godin talking about this very thing and about how the, the television that, that, you know, was the most powerful communication tool until the early 2000s. Uh, that's on the decline now, and the exciting thing. I, I don't think we'll get the big franchise because you know in Australia for for you know what is it forty years you could advertise on three radio networks and carpet bomb the minds of the population. That's not happening anymore. You've got these independent media that are being the void left by mainstream media, and the real problem with the model of the commercial media is it's paid for by advertising from pharmaceutical companies, chemical companies, gambling companies, alcohol companies, fast food companies, they've lost their capacity to question any of that. Yes. Um, so, what's, so, so, Barry, media. just take take that point. So what's the solution yep. to that with this independent media, with your media, with Western Tourist Radio? What do, uh, do you suggest a sub subscription model? If advertising doesn't fund the expenses, what, where yeah. where will these independent? Because I'm all in favour of these independent media, like TNT Radio, but you know Rebel News, uh, Topher Field, with uh, Aussie Wire. If it's not advertising that funds it, what's your thinking? What could ad what could fund it? Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Well, the civil fraud trial against Donald Trump in New York is over, and we're awaiting the judge's decision. But this case was brought by Attorney General Letitia James. Letitia James campaigned for Attorney General in 2018, specifically on a promise of vote for me, and I'll get Donald Trump. That's not something she said once. She said it dozens of times. She said it in writing. She fundraised off it. And she wasn't even specific. CNN legal analyst Ellie Honig is absolutely right. She was out to get Trump while she was a candidate. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. And we would join with law enforcement and other attorneys general across this nation in removing this president from office. In addition to that, the office of Attorney General will continue to follow the money because we believe that he's engaged in a pattern and practice of money laundering, laundering the money from foreign governments here in New York State and particularly related 
to his real estate holdings. Think the case is politically motivated? This woman constantly referred to the sitting president as illegitimate, and she promised to get him. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malzberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. The Kids Cancer Project funds vital research into childhood cancers. And you fund the Kids Cancer Project. Funding research means giving children back their lives. And who knows what kids with cancer could grow up to do. The Kids Cancer Project. Survival starts with science. Donate now. The Kids Cancer Project. You're listening to Mind Medicine. Mind Medicine. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Well, we're sorry for that glitch. I mean, we're supposed to have a $60 billion NBN with great connectivity around Australia, but it's problematic. So humble apologies. We've got Barry we've got Barry on the phone, so that will keep working the conversation. And we were talking about the health of people and, and the challenge then of alternative media. So, Barry, I'm really interested in where you think the funding could come, or I suggested subscriptions, where else other than advertising? Because you're quite right, Big Pharma, who are the biggest advertisers in the US, they absolutely control the mainstream media narrative. So you can't have independent media. Barry, what are your thoughts? Well, what I tried to do with Tourist Radio was to have the, the to use the website to connect punters direct to local tourism businesses. Hang on, we've got a spot of feedback here. There's a there's a double there's a double um, feedback. We'll have to fix that with with Barry. Hang on. Hang on. I'll, I'll... Here we go. Maybe my other mic. So I've muted my mic. Is that better? Is it still That's getting better. in through the set? Yep. Good. Okay, okay. keep going. Uh, where was I to? Yeah, so what I tried to do with the Tourist Radio website was to use it, uh, you know, to connect travellers. And, and the, the idea was, because we had our own farm stay here, right, you know, we, we were using our website to connect travellers direct to local business so they could book direct. And then all these uh, booking engines came along and they're taking 20% offshore. So what I'd, I'd try to do, and it hasn't been successful so far, but I still think there's a place for it, that's why I've persevered, to use a website like we talk about the connectivity, sharing each other. So like on the Tourist Radio website, I'm linking to all the independent stations. So from the homepage, there's a link to independent uh, independent media, and there's a link to TNT, and there's a link to John Campbell, and there's a link to Club Grubbery, and there's a link to the Light, Astra- Light Australia, because we can. And, you know, so this is... This is, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's sort of like the organic agriculture system where the science of organic agriculture is a community asset akin to open source software. The science of industrial agriculture is owned by the corporations. So, you know, we, we, we've got to invent a new system there. Is that, is that anti-capitalist? I don't think it is. I think capitalism and communism have become almost the same thing. Uh, you know, there are a handful of unelected elites telling everybody else what to do. What you and I are doing as small business, that's private enterprise. So what I tried to do with the Tourist Radio website, which, as I say, is 23 years old, it needs an overhaul, um, but I've you know, ran out of resources to do it, so I've just you know, been coming in on a wing and a prayer for years. But um, that's, uh, you talk about your passion. That's my passion. Is to My real passion is organic agriculture and and using tourism to to get 
to reconnect farmers and eaters or agritourism because yes, you know, so I think people... so. Hold that agri very hot. That's that's a great idea. Agri tourism, and I think you're really onto really onto something there because what we have to do is and the and the and the you know metropolitan media talks about kids who have no idea where their food comes from. So that is a big opportunity, agritourism. So let's let's uh, park that for the moment because I want to come back now to your passion. And you go, why are you passionate about this? You can see the benefit of what you're doing. My question to you is let's turn to, you know, you kindly were honest enough to talk about the mental health challenges that you had with what's, you know, euphemistic, a great name for a black dog. How did you, what tips have you got to people who are suffering? Because the mental health challenge in Australia is enormous. And Tanya de Jong talked about it last week. Enormous. How did, tell us your story and how you, what you learned from it. Well, it is. And it's, it's created, there's a whole new industry created around it. Um, I can't say the blue trees I'm finding particularly helpful. But in 2006, I was, pretty you know in a in a bad way we bought the tourist radio businesses sending us broke and uh and i just couldn't see my way out of it anyway i got referred to a beyond blue doctor and i met with a good doctor and he could give me pills there's nothing physically wrong me with me it's a situation i'm in pills ain't going to change that um so he said well we could do cognitive behavior therapy so we'll give that a try so i had to write down the things that worried me and my reaction to it so i was listening to the abc and this is in the days i used to love the abc no longer trust them but anyway i was listening to the abc rural report and they were saying there's some new disease uh, to which my reaction was here we go again global free trade spreading, spreading pests and diseases all around the world and then the abc saying that the ag department saying you've got to spray was such and such to which my reaction is here we advertising arm of the chemical companies to which the good doctor said to me no 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 you've got it all wrong you organic farmers we we need to use all this stuff to feed the world and i thought this is when the penny dropped he's in the same you know they're in the same system it's, this is the sickness industry so i i stopped going to that and i i had the tourist radio website going and i was writing a bit of stuff and i'm probably dyslexic so you know i i don't necessarily write well but anyway i, I found I could write my thoughts on the page of the Tourist Radio website, which I called Global Free Trade and Opinion. And that was my therapy. I could write things down, and then I was sat there in the public domain, but I could forget about them after that. And I, and I used to write stuff down, and I'd link to books and websites that all made sense to me. And, and that, that's sort of really how I got through it. But what was really interesting, in 2006, I discovered if I searched Google for Global Free Trade, my opinion was number one on Google. And wow. It was there until, <laughs> and, and it wasn't just my laptop because we were in England in 2017 and I logged onto a public internet there and searched for global free trade and my opinion was number two, I think. So that, that was quite amusing. Um, it's not there now in the ranking. The, the page is there and on quite a few of the pages of the, the Tourist Radio website, I use a Tolkien quote, J.R.R. Tolkien, it's probably one of his characters, actually. But the quote is, if we valued food, cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. And I use so, that, say quote, that, that say quote. That, Barry, say that quote again so that people can, can get it from Tolkien, who wrote The Hobbit. If we value 
cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. And that's on the Farmers Markets page on the Tourist Radio website. And so within that quote, the word food is a link to the Farmers Markets page. The word cheer is a link to the wine regions of Western Australia. Song is a link to a page called uh, Local Talent Time, where I interview local organic farmers. And the hoarded gold is a link to my opinion on global free trade. So that sort of uh, that sort of links it together from my point of view, and and I just came to accept. Well, you know, what's obvious to me isn't obvious to other people. Um, just have to you know struggle on through and see what happens. And here I am talking to you, uh, Charles. Well, Barry, it's a, it's a it's a great story. So just unpack a little bit. You wrote your thoughts. So you're having these depressive type thoughts. And by the way, you've gone through this. I've I've been dealing in human psychology. That's why I run this program for 30 years since I stopped being a lawyer. I practiced law for 20 years. I am an amateur psychologist. I'm trained as a psychologist. I'm a passion provocateur. But I deal with psychology. And do you know that there's not, you know, whilst we're told by government, the science is settled, you know, COVID is a real problem. And here's, you know, stop questioning the science is settled. Well, one of my mantras is the science is never settled. Do you know that there's no scientific test for depression? I'm sure you do. And indeed, there are over 300 mental disorders listed in the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual of the American Psychological Society, over 300. None of them have scientific tests. Barry, it's... It's just remarkable how these diagnoses happen. So tell, you know, why your genius in understanding this, that this is something for you, but I think this is a great clue of getting your thoughts out onto paper. Yeah. But it's in the public domain then, and this is, you know, this is a bit scary really, but, you know, getting back to the interview, you know, we talk about the interviews we did through the COVID thing. I did one with... uh, with Judy Wileyman in April 2022. And, uh, you know, she's been such an inspiration. Um, and I was saying then, uh, and I think it's important that these these interviews are online, they're in the public domain, there were questions that should have been asked by the ABC, but I was asking them as a volunteer community radio. And, and things like, I, I, at that stage in April 2022, I hadn't had COVID and I was... I was still a bit uncomfortable if I'd made the right decision on uh, not getting the jab. I, I never saw myself as an anti-vaxxer, but I did see myself as a volunteer in the uh, Greg Hunt's uh, vaccine con- uh, trial. So we need we needed a control group. Um, but Judy, I, I, we're talking about science and 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 you know this notion that uh, uh, follow the science. That it follow the science isn't science. That's, that, that, now that's not to say that you know there's not good in the Bible and things like that, but if you can't question it, it simply isn't science. Very good. That's right. If you can't question it, it's not science. And this and this proposition that the science is settled and, the, and, the, and that has really taken hold in terms of the alleged climate emergency, which I decry. I've, and you, I haven't said to you the I haven't said to you, Barry, that. With my family, we have 
an organic farm in Victoria. We've had this organic farm since 1976, 48 years of zero chemicals. And so I'm, I'm with you on this and the climate emergency nonsense that 97% of climate scientists agree that humans are causing climate change through emissions is such a fraudulent claim. And then the politicians, and that's what makes me think, and in fact, I have formed the view that the Australian government and most Western governments have been bought. And the T yep. and TNT oh, radio sure. is shining a light on this truth and mark morano what one of our one of the tnt presenters this is the place to find out the truth ian plymer does great work so barry this this nonsense that we're told follow the science and reduce your carbon and then yeah let's let's destroy humanity what are your thoughts on that yeah i i sort of i, I certainly did used to believe in man-made climate change because when we bought our farm 1988, the scientists were saying the southwest was going to dry out, and it absolutely has. It's getting drier every year. At last few years, our creeks haven't run, so something's happening. Uh, I am less convinced, it, although it, it seems that you know, releasing billions of tonnes of carbon in, in 150 years probably is going to have some impact, but I'm, I'm, the fact that I've, I've come to realise over the last few years, the fact that uh, Greta Thunberg can get all, all this publicity in the mainstream media leads me to believe it, it, it really is just about the, the, the corporations just trying to invent a new market. And, uh, and you know, I, I think that's actually what's driving this so-called uh, uh, thing. Now, you, stepping back, you talked about kids not understanding food. I think our Prime Minister's in exactly the same situation. He's got no idea where his food comes from. And, and you know, the, the small family farm is, is, a, is a long, uh, stable system. And I, I, I'm, while um, the, the small family farm's struggling at the moment, I'm increasingly optimistic that the time of small farms will come back because what, um, what Neil Benson talks about is the importance of, of vegetables. Now, vegetables are only really any good a few days after they're picked. This idea that you can pick vegetables and truck them all around the country is nuts because they've, they've lost their nutrition by the time they get there. But that takes vast amounts of electricity, with, of, of you know, energy to shift the food. We've got to get back to producing vegetables close to where they're, they're consumed, be it in your own garden, be it in the community garden, or be it in rooftop gardens. But you look at the UK during the Second World War. I reckon that the people in the UK were the healthiest they'd ever been during the Second World War because they weren't overeating and they were eating from their, their, their victory gardens. And, and yet we've got this system where we've got economies of scale and vast quantities of you know, vegetables being trucked all around the country and, and the globe even. And when you do that, you're shifting pests and diseases all around the world. So, you know, global free trade, it, it, it's spreading pests and diseases all around the world. And and on that point, my understanding, you might have the up-to-date number, my understanding is between 30 and 40% of all fresh food bought at the major supermarkets in Australia are thrown out by the consumers. They buy it, they don't consume it, they throw it into rubbish. And my contention is that's because it's so cheap. It's made cheap through monoculture, but then it's easy to buy a lot of stuff and then you throw it out. Have you observed that in your journey? 
Well, specifically, I don't know what people are doing, but I, I do see absolutely that we've got this competing ideology between economies of scale and stability through diversity. We've, we've also got the problem of a subsidised sickness industry, but we're managing food on the basis of down, down on price. Houston, we have a problem. Mm. You know, and if it's cheap, I'm old enough to remember we, if something was cheap, we said it was cheap and nasty. Nothing's changed. If it's cheap, it's cheap for a reason. Yes. Barry, tell us about tell us about your own nutritional habits because you know from all that you've learned what has that how has that translated into what you and your wife eat because here's another you might eat something really special that you found makes a big difference that might help our viewers and listeners. Well, we we've got our own sort of permaculture garden so most of our greens come from there. Thing about Neil Benson's book, he's, he's saying most immune diseases stem from a lack of vegetables. So it turns out mum was right, eat your greens. Um, and, and, you know, it, what Neil's saying, and, and Neil interviewed all his patients, got a, as I understand, they got a good handle of what people were eating. And from what they were eating, you could see the ones that were getting sick and the ones that weren't. And what Neil says is whether you're a, veg- whether you're a vegetarian or a vegan or an or a omnivore, you need 20, 25% at least of your diet needs to be fresh vegetables. Fruit as well, but what Neil's saying is that the vegetables are the big thing. And, you know, vegetables really, you need big areas to produce your grains, but vegetables can be produced on a, a much smaller area. So we, we, cities are going to have to be reinvented to get the vegetable production back into the cities. That, because, that's a, that's a uh, great insight, Barry, Stop, on, on grains versus vegetables. Great insight. Yep. You talk about Neil Benson. For those who come in later on this conversation, his book uh, released in Australia is called the On the Origin of Diseases. It's available, is it not? It is. People people can buy it on on where where would you, where would you buy it? just online at Booktopia or I think it's online, but it's uh, if you go onto what's its face if you search uh, on the origins of diseases it pops up. So Facebook does have its uses. Beautiful. So so grains versus very <laughs> indeed vegetables, and I'm reminded of a book written by John Doctor John Tickell, T I C K E L, and he made a whole career. He used to be a league footballer for Hawthorne, and he made a career on his speech, which was based on the title of his book, and you'll love this, Barry. It's called Everything in Moderation Except Sex, Laughter, Fish, and Vegetables. So he absolutely is <laughs> reinforcing what Neil Benson found, which I have found in my own life of how important our nutrition is and what we put into our mouths. And I cannot believe when I see the volume of Coca-Cola being drunk by young people. Coming on the question of um, norm in life be in it, I'm, I work closely with the with the Colin ben, Dr. Colin Benjamin, the, uh, the owner of the Life Be In It story, Barry, and you'd be pleased to know that it's alive and well and doing things. And I'm just wondering how keen the government really is to have life be in it, have a rejuvenation because its support for healthier lifestyles is pretty low. So that shows the influence of what we're talking about of big pharma and big corporations. Do you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I read a book, uh, it was um, Lindsay Tanner, it's called Show, 
the, the dumbing down of democracy, basically saying, who was, you know, Lindsay was a former federal uh, MP, uh, the, government policy, the government policy is pretty much determined by focus groups in Sydney and Melbourne. And, you know, as uh, they you know, turn up with a, a pizza and a beer and people tell them what they, they think they want. And that seems to be what's driven government policy. Now, I, I'm optimistic because it feels better to be optimistic than pessimistic that we're reaching a tipping point and sometime before long, the people in these groups are going to say, well, we think you've poisoned us with these jabs and, uh, and that might make a change. But the government's going to have to change because the... the, the if you're spending more and more on the sickness industry, the, the economy is going to go broke. So it's a basic economic argument. We've got to stop spending. We, we've got to address the cause of sickness. Uh, the business model of, the co- of uh, pharmaceuticals and the corporations is the business model of sickness. And that's what I find so inspiring listening to your interview with uh, Ian Brighthope. You know, th- th- we could be on the verge of a new renaissance because we have the science now of how to make people healthy uh, by eating decent food and, 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 and supplementing it where necessary. Now, if we do that, the, the government can save a squillion on the sickness industry and they'll have money to spend on, you know, concerts and schools and good stuff in life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Barry, what's the website that people can go to to listen to your listing of recording? What's the number one website? Don't give us too many. What, where would you so like the them basic, to go? The, 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 our, our tourist radio website, funnily enough, is touristradio.com.au. It's a fairly old site, but from that, there's links to our podcast and SoundCloud. I love SoundCloud because it's a, a German platform. doesn't seem to be getting hit with the, the fact checkers that some of the American ones are. Um, uh, so, yeah, from there you can listen to this. Uh, I've got a... From the homepage is a link to our Doctors and Nurses with Voices, which is a playlist of those conversations, and Ag Conversations, which is, you know, the top one of there is an interview with the former Governor-General uh, Michael Jeffrey. And he was such an inspirational human being, and he, he's created the Soil for Life organisation. And whatever yes. people think about technology, the soil is always, always has been, always will be, the foundation of our civilization. Very good. Okay, we're coming up to the last minute. Barry Green, congratulations on your journey. Keep the fight going, everybody. Local markets, get your food at local markets as close to possible as the source. Barry, I wish you well. If any of you have ideas for how Barry can commercialise his Western Tourist Radio, please get in touch with him on his website, touristradio.com.au. Neil Benson's book is On the Origin of Diseases. I thank you so much for listening. Visit my website, charlescovest.com or covest.com and sign up for the Charles Covest messages. They're powerful insights into you living the life that you want to live. And as you do that, your mental health improves. Mental, physical, spiritual. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for being with us. I look forward to being with you next week. Bye.